Hey friend, now this is another episode in the Fit at 40 series because I hit 40 and oh my goodness, everything changed. I felt like my metabolism stopped. I was still eating the same. I was still doing the same workout and I just found myself like putting on weight around my belly. And that's what this episode is all about today. It's about beating the belly fat, whether you're going through the menopause or not, but it's gonna include some top tips about how to beat the menopause weight gain. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. Hey friend, before we dive into today's episode, I really want to share some exciting news with you. I have created the Productive Mum Weight Loss Framework. Now, if you have tried all the diets and you're fed up because none of them work, or you wish there was a way to hit your weight loss goals without counting calories and going to the gym 24 seven, then this is the framework for you. Imagine you had a strategy to help you take back control, a set of simple systems that will help you find the time to work out and eat healthy so that you hit your weight loss goals and you feel energized and accomplished. And this is why I have created the Fit Productive Mum Weight Loss Framework. I'm gonna teach you how to get clarity on your health and fitness goals, to cycle sync your nutrition and fitness for sustainable weight loss and how to fit it all around your family. You will walk away with an action plan to take control over your to-do list and reduce overwhelm, allowing you to find the time to implement and hit your health and fitness goals. If you're ready to reclaim your energy, your time, to throw out those weight loss shakes and quit the diet roller coaster forever, then this is the program for you. The framework launches the 1st of April, But if you grab the program now, before the end of March, you will get it at a special pre-launch price. All you have to do is use the code MARCH at checkout, so M-A-R-C-H at checkout. The links are in the show notes and you're gonna get lifetime access to the course and all the usual downloadable workbooks and resources. But the most amazing thing about this course is I am going to be hosting a group weekly Zoom, a question and answer session 
for you to jump in, ask me any questions that you have about the course, about nutrition, about weight loss, about exercise. And it's also gonna be an opportunity for you to share your knowledge, to find an accountability partner, and basically build some friendships with other like-minded women from across the globe. Accountability is key when you are on a weight loss journey and this is where you're gonna get it. So I can't wait to help you start your transformation. Let's do this together. The link is in the show notes. Get it at the special pre-launch price by using the code MARCH at checkout. Hey friend, let's dig into today's episode. So let's talk belly fat. I don't know about you, but I really started to notice after I had Chloe in my mid thirties that this was an area that was gonna be a struggle for me. Like think back to in your twenties, you know, you could get away with pretty much anything, couldn't you? The eating, the drinking, going out, you know, and your body was just like, yep, yep, I've got control of this, I'm fine. Then I had a baby and it was really, really difficult to lose like those last 10 pounds. And, you know, I was just really, really sort of working hard on what I was eating. And that's, you know, where the whole sort of cycle thinking thing started from. But now that I've gone into my 40s, I really noticed the changes that are happening to my body. And I think it's important to have this conversation because we're talking about cycle syncing on this podcast. And one of the great things, if you're following cycle syncing, you're going to pick up the changes in your hormones probably sooner than somebody else who isn't tracking their cycle and who isn't eating and working out around their cycle. So this is a really, really good thing to be doing because as your body changes, as you go into your 40s, your 50s, as you go into perimenopause or menopause, and let's be honest, like we don't know when that is going to happen. I mean, some people have menopause from a really young age. So it's really important to be thinking about these things and be informed on these things because inevitably as our bodies change and our hormones change, this is potentially something we could all struggle with and I've struggled with that and this is why I'm here talking about it on the podcast because I know with everything that I talk about I get so many dms from you saying yes me too I've struggled with this so I know that me opening my mouth definitely will just help somebody and that's why I'm here sat behind this microphone so if you caught my previous episode the fit at 40 last episode where I was talking about you know, why it's harder to lose weight in our 40s, talking about what's going on, what perimenopause, what menopause is, then today's episode really is about sort of digging into why we gain this belly fat. And in short, the reason that we have, we're more likely to have belly fat around our abdomen in our 40s as we go into the menopause is down to this hormone estrogen and when we know about estrogen from cycle thinking we know that estrogen is a great hormone it's really really good at helping us to feel more energized it gives us you know the ability to be more communicative we know from our exercises that that's the time when we're gonna have the most energy for our our workouts and we can do those HIIT training and all of those wonderful things. And as we move into, you know, like our late 30s, our 40s, or for some of us even sooner, the hormone estrogen is on the decline and our body stops releasing an egg each month. And this is where we start to notice 
that potentially we're more likely to be putting on weight around our abdomen. So we're going to dig into some of the key things that you can do to support your body if it's going through this sort of change. If you're noticing that around your abdomen you're putting on belly fat or maybe you know, you've know you not long had a baby and you're struggling to lose those extra pounds after you've had a baby because like, let's be honest, it's really stubborn to shift the fat in that area. These are some of the things that you can do to help yourself. And I think it's really important to remember that these things aren't rocket science. Like we know this stuff. If you've listened to, you know, a couple of episodes here and, you know, if you've been hanging around here for a while, thank you. And I really hope you've left me a review in iTunes because that helps other people to find the podcast. Um, And I know I've had some really great chats with some of you over on Instagram recently as well. Um, That really, it, it comes down to like, we've got to clean up our diet. And it's hard. I know it's hard because in the environment that we live in and the pressures that we have on our lives and the convenience food that's out there and all of that is really, really difficult. And when we're cycle syncing, we're talking about cleaning up our diet and eating certain foods to fuel our bodies if we're exercising. And really, as we get older and we move into the menopause, now is the time when we need to pay even more attention to this because we have less wiggle room. Like our metabolism is changing, our metabolism is dropping. So we've really, really got to be even more careful about what we're consuming, how we're working out and the food and the types of food that we're eating. So the first one that I'm gonna hit you with is we need to be eating less sugar. And we know this anyway, like as a society, we need to eat less sugar. Now I don't mean fruit. Like when people say to me, oh, I don't eat fruit because um, there's so much sugar in it. Like, I'm not telling you to quit eating fruit because let's be honest, we all love sugar. Our bodies love the sweetness of sugar and fruit is a great way for us to get that kind of like sugary satisfaction because going on a sugar detox cold turkey is like crazy town. And if you can do that, well, (laughs) my friend, I'm really impressed. But what I'm telling you to do is to eat less of that processed sugar, that white sugar. You know the sugar in a bag, eating less of that. And whether that is just doing something super simple, like if you drink Coke, switching it out for Diet Coke. I mean, we won't go down the rabbit hole of artificial sweeteners and that kind of thing, but that could just be like one simple thing that you do. Or... If you are somebody who likes to drink a lot of alcohol, maybe you could think about changing the alcohol that you're drinking because ultimately alcohol is like sugar. What are you drinking? How could you change your your drinks? Could you cut back on the amount of alcohol that you're drinking? Because that is gonna help your body. When you are buying the food that you have in your cupboards, checking the labels, looking at the labels, looking at what the sugars are in the foods that you're eating, looking for the hidden sugars in foods. And I think I did, there was a few years ago before COVID, I did a presentation in the local gym to a group of people who were on a program working alongside the National Health Service here. And I took in some jars of like those pre-cooked like curry sauces, Chinese sauces and that sort of thing. And I was showing them 
the actual quantities of sugar that were in each of those jars. And even as I was doing it and measuring it out, like spoon after spoon after spoon, I think in one of them, it worked out I had about like 20 teaspoons of sugar in one jar. And honestly, it wasn't like a big jar. It was like, you know, 500 mils or something of this cooking sauce. And if you can take out those kind of hidden sugars from your diet, that's really gonna help you in a, in a huge way to reduce the amount of calories that you have, the reducing the amount of fat that you have in your body, because if your body's not processing that energy, those calories, it's gonna store it as fat. And it means you're less likely to have that abdominal fat, that belly fat that we all hate. So that's my first tip. Number two is make your veggies the most important food in your diet. So veggies first, always thinking about what does your plate look like? How many portions of vegetables have you got? Are you hitting those portions of vegetables every day? Those of you that are in the one-to-one coaching with me, or if you are about to jump into the weight loss framework that I was just talking about at the start of this episode, you're gonna learn a really simple strategy to make sure that you are hitting those vegetables and making sure that you're getting enough vegetables on your plate. So making sure that you've got enough vegetables, you're getting all the vitamins and minerals from your veggies, but also the fiber as well, which is super important. I'm gonna come on to that in a minute. But think about, you know, how you can squeeze them into your diet. Could you have some soups that you make? I mean, you can get loads and loads of like soup makers these days. And I've seen in the stores as well here in the UK, and I'm sure you've got it in the US. There's loads and loads of like packets that you can get that have got pre-chopped vegetables in. So you could just put them in your soup maker, add in some broth or some water or whatever it is, and then put your soup maker on. Like it's so easy. Or you could get one of those packets, boil it up so that the vegetables are cooked and then you could just, you know, wait for it to cool down and whiz it through the blender. Soup is such a good way of getting extra, extra vegetables into your diet. Okay, tip number three is about eating protein. And I'm gonna do a whole episode all about protein. I'm gonna bust some of the myths on protein and talk about why protein is so important. But actually eating protein for your breakfast, so maybe having eggs, maybe using a protein shake and I'll link the protein that I use in the show notes for you. It's got extra vitamins and minerals as well Um, and using that as like the basis for a smoothie. Um, So you can add like if you were making a smoothie for example you could use your protein powder, you could use like some kind of milk, you could put in some fruit, you could put in some oats, you could put in some veggies. I, and you might think I'm absolutely bonkers, but honestly, this does work. I use like frozen cauliflower or frozen cauliflower rice and blend that into my smoothie because it doesn't taste, but it actually makes it really, really creamy. It's another way of getting um, extra veggies in there. Um, But having protein really is great in the morning because it stops that like up and down sugar crash. I mean, there's so many different types of cereals. If you go down the cereal aisle in the store, there's so many different types of cereals from, you know, like the oats for your porridge to like these crazy like kid cereals that are just absolutely packed with sugar. 
And avoiding that and having some kind of protein in the morning really is a great way of supporting your blood sugar levels so that you haven't got this up and down roller coaster of your blood sugar, which means that you're less likely to crash and then you're less likely to feel tired. You're less likely to then grab those like high sugar fatty kind of snacks that are just going to increase your calorie intake which when your body isn't using those calories because your metabolism is lower, you are more likely to store that as belly fat. So eat your protein for breakfast. And I'd love to know how you're gonna squeeze some extra protein in your breakfast. Okay, number four is eating high fiber foods. So fiber is really important. And this is why vegetables are so important too, because ultimately our bodies don't break down fiber. It helps our bodies to get rid of the stuff that we don't need. And I know without sounding too graphic and, you know, talking about poo too much, the fact that your body can get rid of waste products is really important. And gosh, I don't know if I should share this story with you, but when I used to back in the day go to one of those like weight loss clubs where you'd be standing on the scales every day then you know it was always like right okay I'm gonna try and go to the toilet before I go and stand on the scales because I know that's gonna make me like half a pound lighter but in reality if you're constipated if your body isn't able to get rid of those waste products that's not going to help you. You're going to probably feel bloated, which is going to make your stomach look distended. You know, you're going to look like you have belly fat. So having fiber in your food is really going to help to improve that process. Okay, number five is not about eating. It's actually about the type of exercise that you do. Now, us as women, we can be terrible ones for just thinking that the only type of exercise we need to do is cardio. And it really, really isn't. Like if you go into a gym, and I haven't been in a gym that often for a long time, but the when I do go into gyms, you can almost see, and it isn't such the case anymore, but you can really sort of see the It's almost like a line between the genders sometimes, between the women on the cardio machines and the men in the weights areas lifting really, really heavy weights. And I think one of the things we as women can feel is a bit intimidated by that, of going into the weights room in the gym and being surrounded by like these big guys that are lifting these massive weights and you're struggling to pick up a couple of kilos or a couple of pounds but you really shouldn't. Like strength training is so important when it comes to your body, to your weight loss, because ultimately, if you're doing loads of cardio, that's great. Cardio does burn fat, it does burn calories, absolutely. But you need to build muscle. Like if you think about all of those people that do running, they run marathons, all of those sorts of things, you can bet your bottom dollar they are weight training. And the reason that the weight training is because the weight training helps them to build muscle. And we know that if you have more muscle in your body, it's going to speed up your metabolism and muscle takes up less room in your body. Not, It's not like it's muscle a pound of muscle is the same as a pound of fat but muscle takes up less space in your body so if you have more muscle than fat you're gonna look slimmer and leaner and honestly my friend if you do find yourself like in the gym 
feeling intimidated by guys like who are lifting these big weights, then first of all, that might not be the gym for you. And secondly, maybe what you should think about is doing workouts at home and just grabbing yourself a selection of weights off somewhere like Amazon, doing some of the online workouts like I do, which of course are linked in the show notes, and just working out at home where you're not gonna feel intimidated. And there are so many different strength programs on the platform that I use, and I can absolutely point you in the right direction. And if you are on the weight loss framework program, jumping in with those Q&A sessions with me, one of those questions you could ask me is, okay, SJ, what are the best weight training exercises for me to do? And I can help you. And that's one of the reasons why I've created this Q&A weekly Zoom for you if you are on that course, because those are the kind of questions that you might have. And having me as your personal trainer in your back pocket is gonna help you when those kind of questions happen. So strength training is really important for building your muscle and also for us as women, and I mustn't forget to say this, as our bodies age, we are more prone to osteoporosis, so brittle bones. And strength training can really, really help improve the density of our bones as we age. So go and grab those dumbbells. <laughs> and if you're not enjoying working out at the gym, don't go. Save yourself some money, do some workouts at home, grab the weight loss framework, come and ask me all the questions that you need because I can support you through that. Now, my last point, and this was something to I alluded to in the previous episode, the more and more I research into supplements, the more understanding I have about them, and the more I'm like, do you know what, I need to get on board more with this, because yes, we can eat healthy foods, yes, we can do workouts, but sometimes the way that food is processed, the way that food is grown, it isn't, as nutrient dense as it used to be. And this is where supplements can come in. Now, I am gonna kind of like add in a caveat to this as I always do. Obviously, I'm not a physician, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, but I do my research, I do my reading. And in my opinion, if you wanna help beat that belly fat, adding some supplements into your diet is a really great idea. So the first one, that you are probably aware of, certainly if you're in the UK and you've had a baby, we are always told to supplement with vitamin D. And that's basically like, because we never have sunshine here. But vitamin D really is necessary for calcium to be used properly. So I was talking about osteoporosis, the importance of strength training, and vitamin D is really important to help improve the density of your bones. It has many other uses in the body as well. Um, and it's actually produced in our bodies from sunlight. <laughs> but if you live in the UK, far away from the equator, we don't get very much. So vitamin D is really, really important. And the NHS here, the, the National Health Service here, recommend that everybody in the UK actually um, adds vitamin D into their diet because we just don't get enough sunlight here. And particularly with the jobs that many people have. Okay, the next one, the next supplement that could be something to think about is omega-3 because this is an essential fatty acid and these are three forms of omega-3 acids so the most beneficial types are found in like fish 
Um, another one is found in seeds such as flax, but this form is not as beneficial as the forms that you can find in like fish and krill and algae and things like that. And you can find supplements made from fish oil and from krill or algae. And omega-3 is beneficial to your heart health, your brain health, and it also helps to reduce the risk of diabetes and it helps to reduce inflammation. And there is evidence that omega-3 supplements can help with the menopause symptoms such as hot flashes and depression. So adding that into your diet is a great option. I will put a link to the supplement that I use for omega-3 so you can grab it as well. And I will say to you, of course, all of the links that I put in the podcast are affiliate links because they do help to fund the podcast this free resource that you access. Okay, next up, pro and prebiotics. So probiotics are found in fermented and cultured foods like some yogurt, sauerkraut, um, kombucha, those sorts of things, and are traditionally made in, made like sourdough bread as well. And um, they work best with prebiotics, so you need to combine the two. So if you're buying like something for digestive health, you need to be looking for a prebiotic and a probiotic. And I also think it's important not to buy those drinks that you get in the chiller cabinet. Because think about it like this, right? If the pre and probiotics in those drinks are so sensitive that they need to be kept chilled, by the time you've drunk it, it's gone into your stomach and hit all of your stomach acid and then is moving into your intestines where that's likely to be absorbed. It's not gonna be there anymore, is it? Because it's come out of the chiller it's gone in your shopping bag, in your car, into your fridge, and then it's gone into your body for the best part of like three or four hours while you actually digest that and it goes into your gut and your body temperature is much higher than what a fridge is. So you want to be looking for a supplement that's probably in a powder form and isn't chilled. So it's stable at room temperature. That's the kind of thing. And again, there's a link in the show notes for that. Now, the next supplement is magnesium. And I have to say, I swear by this supplement. I stopped taking it for some reason. I can't remember why at the end of 2021. And over Christmas, I was like proper, proper cranky. And I realized that I stopped taking magnesium. I added it back into my diet and I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) I feel better again. So I really do. This is one that I definitely, definitely recommend. And there are so many like if you talk if you talk to doctors physicians anyone they will tell you that so many people in our population are deficient in magnesium because the magnesium can be obtained from food but if your diet is low in vegetables adding magnesium can help and the way that magnesium helps your body is it lowers your blood pressure it's effective against insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes But it's important for menopausal women because they can help, they found that magnesium can help with the hot flashes, the mood swings and poor sleep. And we all know that if you're not getting enough sleep, (laughs) then you feel really cranky and you find yourself eating more. So magnesium is a great substance, um, a great supplement, sorry, to add into your diet. 
Now, one thing I will say about magnesium is there's lots and lots of different types of magnesium. So don't just go into the shop and just buy magnesium off the shelf because that type of magnesium is usually a fairly cheap form of magnesium, normally magnesium oxide, and it's not one that is as easily absorbed by the body. And there are lots and lots of different magnesium types. And if you want to ask me more about that, please send me a DM. I've got like a little fact sheet that kind of breaks down the different types of magnesiums that you can check out. I personally use the magnesium malate, which is a more like easily absorbed form of magnesium. And the usual recommended dose um, on a lot of magnesium is like 400 milligrams to start off with. But you do want to make sure that you're getting the right magnesium for your needs because picking the wrong magnesium can have a little bit of a negative effect on your digestive system. And I will leave that one there for you to think about. <laughs> okay, so I know I've barely scratched the surface with regards to you know, like the menopause and health and fitness and all of these things. And really, I just wanted to touch on this stuff because it is important. It's important to be aware of the changes that happen to our body as we age, as I am in my 40s and I know that these that my body is changing and I can see the signs of perimenopause. And I think it's important that we know this and to be aware that the menopause can impact women at all sorts of different ages. And don't forget, if you are struggling with the belly fat and you want to kickstart your weight loss and lose some of that belly fat, make sure you grab the weight loss framework that I mentioned at the start of this episode, because it's going to show you how to get clarity on your goal. I teach you how to build your action plan for your goals so that you know when you're going to find the time to hit those weight loss goals, when you're going to find the time to exercise, when you're going to find the time to do the meal prep, to do the cooking of your healthy meals. That's what we unpack. And I have also got that bonus cycle syncing unit in that course as well. And the big thing that I think is super important and really, really different from other like weight loss courses and things out there is that you are going to get access to me via Zoom on a weekly basis as a group coaching call to ask me any questions that you have. So make sure you grab that course, grab the framework. The link to that is in the show notes. As always, I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it blessed you in some form. It was a little bit longer than many of my episodes really, really are. And if you found it helpful, please go and share it with a friend. Or even better, leave me a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hope you like it. Leave my mummy a review.